Hi everyone, this is Sunny. If you know me, you know that I love good leadership. I love leaders, books on leadership. I love looking to people who have gone before me. And today's guest is someone who has gone before me and me specifically, and really women who are in ministry and leadership. Her name is Robin Wilkerson. Robin has been in my life since before we had Isaiah and Aubrey. Robin, like me, is a fixer. In fact, when we were struggling to have kids, we had lost Savannah. I wasn't pregnant with Isaiah yet. We just thought we may never have children. I remember being in Miami with Rich and Robin and Robin saying to me, honey, let's get you a baby. I know where there's an orphanage. Let's get you a baby before your flight at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Now, if you know anything about Robin, you know that why wouldn't she fix it if she has the ability to? But obviously that didn't happen. What I love about Robin is that she's for others. She's for others no matter if they're on staff under her, their peers, or those that go before her. She is for people. She honors. And we talk about that this whole episode. Man, she is dropping nuggets of wisdom that our producer, as we were recording it, was just shaking his head and said, I can't believe the wisdom She's so good. She's Dr. Robin Wilkerson. She's written a book we'll talk about on the podcast. And if you want to get more insight on her, look up Dr. Robin Wilkerson online. I would love for you to learn from her more. Also, you can check out our podcast uh, for the whole podcast. It's called It's Journey to Wholeness. It's about getting healthier, mind, body, and spirit. Robin and I touch on the need for us to get whole and healthy during this weird time. Also, there's a podcast called A Sunny Look at the Bible where we talk about Revelation, which is interesting because Robin and I touch on the days we're in and how it's going to look in eternity. Can't wait for you to hear this. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Cheery Conversations Home Edition. I'm here with a special guest that I honestly never thought I would capture. And I thought I may have to go to Miami to do it, which I was willing to do. Uh, but Robin Wilkerson is our guest today. And I'm actually so glad that the stay at home order kept us in our home, got us creative <laughs> to think about how do we do cheery conversations? And now I can have a guest from anywhere in the world and we can work this out. So the best person, the, the one that I could think I would want you to hear from as a woman living your life as a driven woman and achiever is like the ultimate of achievers, but for God's sake, like not achiever for her sake, by any means. She's an amazing woman, Robin Wilkerson. So let me give a little before I, I want her to talk most of the show. So I'm, I really <laughs> want you to hear little from me and a lot from her. But let me say this about Robin. Robin, you already have a connection. If you're a Life Church person, if you're in the 920, and uh, really people listen to this from all over the nation and the world. But Robin is the daughter of Fulton Buntain, which if you're yeah. a Life Church person, you know we have the Fulton Buntain Memorial Court, our basketball court, that the scoreboard board has Fulton Buntain. You have seen the pictures throughout our lobby, the huge signs that say, if you want the last word, say you're sorry, Fulton Buntain, or it's never too late to begin again, Fulton Buntain. So many times we, in fact, in our second building, which now we've moved on to our third building, but in our second building, the kids ministry wanted something from Fulton Buntain. And so we decided we would put up on the wall, wow, we 
on the green, neon green wall. Because we're like, what's good for kids, but it's also Fulton. Wow, we. Now, Rich Wilkerson, Robin's husband, also is a wow, we guy. Wow, we. And he came and spoke to us in our second building, probably four years ago, five years ago now. And he talked about Tootsies. Tootsies. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And probably Robin does too. So Robin, thanks for being here. That gives context to who you are. But please tell us who you are currently, because you've worn a lot of hats. Oh. And what what hat are you currently wearing right now? Well, right this absolute second, my darling, sweet friend, Sunny, I'm wearing the hat of... uh, broadcaster with my dear daughter in I mean Sunny here we are I mean at least 30 years ago we started being friends and uh, today I'm a grandma I'm still the executive pastor of uh, my husband's and we have a church large church and we planted churches and we do everything together. So I'm still doing a lot of the same things, but right this absolute minute, I'm wearing the hat that I'd call proud because I'm so proud of you. And I'm so proud of your dear husband. And I, I, like I said, I'm a grandmother. So the truth of life is nothing brings me greater and the word pleasure sometimes christians have a lot of trouble with that world but the garden of eden was um actually the hebrew word eden is pleasure so god intends that humans will have pleasure what's the greatest pleasure god's presence and what's the next greatest pleasure pouring into other people Mm -hmm. And you are absolutely making me so proud right now. And I um, am so grateful for what God has done in your life. And you and your ministry encourages me today because part of my calling now is coaching. And I do that um, not always as formally as some others might do it, but I do it. Uh, wherever God gives me the blessing, the chance where I can help somebody. And so today I'm so blessed and grateful to be your friend and to be able to be here today. So thank you for inviting me. So in true Robin form, she's going to deflect and defer to others to honor others. (laughs) We were at your house last month, thank two months, well, in February. Thank God we got to Miami before we couldn't travel anywhere. And we were sitting in your backyard and someone came out who was one of the chefs for the night. And you deflected the whole conversation away from you because we all just wanted Robin's advice. We wanted to hear from Robin and hear her wisdom. And they Mm -hmm. came out and you made them sound like they were the superstar of all of Miami. And they walked away and I thought, that's what I learned that I needed coached by to to when someone comes in my presence that I honor them and I tell everybody around how awesome they are 
And then when they walk away, they're going to feel better than when they, and actually that's one of our, our values as a church and the exchange, our businesses, our exchange brand is that we would have people feel better after leaving our presence than when they came into our presence, <laughs> yes, but yes. you do it best and you just did it again. So you just deflected and said that you were so proud and have pleasure of our life. So thank you. Thank you for modeling it. Uh, so you're a grandma and, uh, I sure am. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that that's, that's major to you. You have four kids, but you definitely are a mom to way beyond those four boys. But do tell us about your four boys because they happen to all be, uh, products of, of amazing people like you and Rich. You're so kind, Sunny. Well, anytime a grandma gets to uh, talk about her family, I mean, you've just made my day, right? And the truth is that um, uh, they are wonderful kids. And the answer is, I don't know how it happened, but here we go. I got the oldest one. His name is John Fulton Wilkerson. And he and his amazing wife, Ashley, have two children. One is Izzy, and she is seven. And one is Mr. Fulton, and he's named after his great-grandpa, my dad. And they pastor a church in Tacoma, Washington, called Church for All Nations. And they are... Uh, so capable and smart and God's using them and their church is amazing. And I'm so blessed that they're doing that Tacoma. Yeah. And then my second son, he is named after uh, the dad. The first son was named after the two grandparents, John Fulton. The second son is Rich Jr., and he's named for my husband and Rich Wilkerson Jr. And he and his super wife named Don Cherie, um, have two babies. One is two years old. His name is Wyatt. And the other boy is Wild, W-I-L-D-E. And he was six months old day before yesterday. So they are just the light of my life. And they uh, pastor. They were with us on staff for about seven years. So was John Fulton and Ashley prior to going to take their own church. And Rich and Don Cherie, they uh, planted out of our church in downtown Miami. And they planted VU Church. We started a young adult ministry that they led. And then that young adult ministry moved downtown to uh VU Church, and you can look both of these churches up online. They're all preaching on Sunday. And then I have a third son. His name is Graham, and uh, he lives with us. He works in our uh, church, and he is very active in all kinds of operations on the campus. He's 33. He's not married yet, so anyone listening, I still have an opening. <laughs> and then the fourth uh child. I call him a child. Nobody else in the whole world would call him that. He is married to an amazing girl. Taylor David Wilkerson is married to Kristen. And they moved uh, five years ago. They got in the van and drove to New York City. They didn't know anybody, not one person. They stayed in a like a Airbnb in a basement in Harlem. 
and grandma here was a little bit concerned, but my husband thought it was a great idea and so <laughs> did my son. And uh, today they have Nora and she is three and they have Hudson and he is uh, nine months. And now all four of them are very active and Kristen and Taylor founded and are pastoring Trinity Harlem in New York City. And they have an amazing church going. And I'm so, again, blessed that they've been able to do that. So those are my four sons and they're all married to Barbie doll, size zero, beautiful preacher machine girls. So what can I tell you? Right. uh, They have the the looks and the lungs. They have unbelievable. Uh Uh Yeah. Yeah. So I think you can take I mean, mamas need to take a little credit and and you can take some credit for how they turned out and that they chose good wives. Like that's huge. Sean and I often say ministry is, is a lot. It it is hard, but you marry right. And it's amazing. You marry wrong. I won't say anything more. and, And it doesn't matter. You know, sometimes we in church life, Um, can be uh, um, a little, in my world, I sometimes am not clear in my language. And and as your listeners are listening to me today, I just want to give them a theological clarification. And that is that every believer is a leader. The Bible teaches that every believer is a priest. Now, I won't go down that road too far except to say this, that every work that we do, as I believe it's a gift from God, the Bible teaches that work is a gift, that as you are working, what are you really doing? If you're a believer, you're working is an expression of who you are, the gifting that you have. And every high achieving uh, successful leader is going to choose their own passion. And that passion is hardwired into their personality. And that's for a purpose. Now, why am I going all the way here? Because your work is your worship. Mm. And your worship is done as unto the Lord. That's how Paul taught that if you're a slave, you become the best slave possible. If you're a teacher, you're the best teacher possible and nothing holds you back. Not the crummy boss, not the lousy work environment. None of those things hold us back because our work is our worship. Now, here's where sometimes in church life we can get mixed up. We know our work is our worship. We know that every every believer is a priest. And then sometimes we think if we're not in a church leadership role Mm. that involves standing on the platform, singing or doing something on the platform or holding a microphone. There's this tendency that what I'm doing out here, being an underwriter or being a postman, that that's not ministry and nothing could be further Mm -hmm. from the truth because our work is our worship. And there really are only going to be in eternity uh, some institutions that are on on earth. And one of them, we all know the family won't be 
like it is when we get to eternity. And we know that the government won't be like it is when we get to eternity. It'll be a heavenly government. And then we know that even the church on planet Earth will not be exactly the way it is because it will be in a new city, a new place, a new uh We know very little, but we know it's not going to be like it is. Now, do you know the one thing that the Bible does teach? That we will be working in eternity. Wow. My eternal self, not the mom, not the grandmother, not the wife, not the CEO, not the banker. These are all roles I've had. I've built houses. I've been a contractor. Hey, hey, I got a doctorate, you know, a couple of years ago. All uh, those yeah. things are awesome. They're all great. And they were all expressions of who I am. Wow. But that's not who I am. And it's the passion the consciousness, the who I am down deep inside that is going to live forever. And people get all mixed up. What am I going to do? What's the purpose of heaven? The purpose is you're going to live eternally and you matter and everything about you matters. So to be a high achiever today, it doesn't matter if there's a moment where you're on the microphone and you're doing what Pastor Sonny does. That's one avenue of worship. She is professional, so to speak, clergy. That's a whole nother conversation we can talk about. But every believer is a priest and a leader and we influence someone. So today, if you're diapering a baby, if you're up in the middle of the night taking care of elderly parents, if you're serving lunches in the school auditorium, All of those pursuits are equal if they are done as unto the Lord. And your attitude and how you do your work is your worship that goes with you to eternity. So So today, I just encourage you. Okay, so I'm shaking my head, not because I don't agree like this. I find myself doing this. I'm just like, come on, Robin, come on. That's so good. Because I would say our listeners and our viewers, they're struggling to find the balance of, but I'm just at home, but I feel like God's called me to do this rather than God's called you to be at home. And you said it, diapering your child is work. But if work is worship unto him, then we're doing exactly what he's called us to do for such a time as this. And I'm actually writing a book. I'm in the process of and and pretty well into it on debunking balance because we're striving for balance. And it's kind of like I learned years ago, just a few years back. You can't multitask. Your brain actually flips from TV to the book to the phone. You will miss whatever your brain isn't focused on because your brain has to switch. When you think you're multitasking, you're actually missing things. And I think the same thing rings true of balance. When I'm trying to balance work, home, kids, school, all of it, I have to shift. And some weeks I'm better in one area with my kids at home. And some weeks I'm good at work. T.D. Jake said it. 
just don't steal from the same bucket two weeks in a row. That's like freeing. And that's the whole point of my, my mm. book that's coming up. And you said it, like if there's, if there's anything that our listeners and our viewers can hear, which they're going to hear a lot more from you, that's going to be like, dang, it's what season you're in and what you're doing, you are worshiping. You are leaders through that work, killer. So good. So let's, I want to, I wasn't going to talk pandemic. However, okay. I think just out of curiosity, I want to know from you, from your perspective, because you just talked about it, like there will be no government, it won't exist. And the church won't look the same, which the church doesn't look the same right now. So I want to hear from the wisdom of Robin Wilkerson, who's now a doctor. I mean, let's just do that. Let's just add that to her thing. Like, that's her (laughs) for you. Like, this is unto the Lord. Okay, now I get why you'd want to be a doctor. You're incredible. So what's your perspective on what we're going through, what's really happening, or what the future holds? Wow, that's a lot, Miss Sunny. And I I would tell you, I would tell you straight up, it kind of changes my perspective from day to day. Mm. As I came into this, I think I mentioned we're like in our 45th day of quarantine here in my house, my husband and I. And uh, I don't really think I had uh, enough perspective at the beginning to understand what this mountain, this obstacle really is. And I've been through a lot of processing and I actually think that we still don't know what it's going to look like on the other side. We can, you know, project, we can, we can come up with lots of ideas. Um, But if you don't mind, I think I'd like to talk just a little bit about some of the lessons I've learned in the quarantine. And let me tell you that when you are now in your own space and you don't have uh, voices every day like you've had in the past, it gives you a chance to face yourself a little bit. And uh, I, I, I just wrote down uh, uh, just a couple of thoughts because one of the things that I wanted to say is how important our time is. And I've been studying Solomon, the wealthiest man who ever lived, the greatest achiever of all time, right? And I've personally, in my lifetime, never met a very successful person or a very wealthy, self-made kind of person who doesn't value time. Mm. And I think that in this quarantine, I've come to realize that Maybe I've been sometimes a little time um, uh, glutton in that I would consume it, but I wouldn't always use it the way I could. And when you're in this space of not having the influence of others and not having their energy around, we become responsible for our own space and and I guess what I want to say is that the atmosphere that you create determines the product you produce Mm. if you don't create an environment and a space even in your mind first that allows you 
a place to be creative and productive, you're not going to get anywhere. Because here's what I wrote down for you today. The only place, Robin, you will ever be is today. Wow. I'll always be in now. And the only quarantine that I can grapple with is now. I can't even figure out where I'm going to be next week. I don't even know what the governor's going to do. I don't know what the mayor, I live in a tiny little town. And weeks ago, he put a lock on my front gate there. Sonny's been there. And face masks, police patrols. And I never, ever thought I would be living in this space. I can't go out and get my mail without a face mask. Wow. So how can I possibly get ready for what might be coming in Miami? You know, the idea that we're going to gather again, the church. Well, maybe, maybe. Right. So it becomes very important that if I'm going to have a, uh, an un, you know, an uncommon level of success. If I'm going to be a person who creates, and how do I measure success? I believe that prosperity is our responsibility. It's not like optional. Like people mm. think to themselves, you know, you know, I, I if I don't want to work that hard, no, I, I really don't believe that's true. Jesus gave us a parable, and he talked about the man who did very little and the man who had a bigger yield and he clearly made it his purpose to tell us that the workman he called him a servant but that worker in that time when he buried his potential Mm. and had no yield had no outcome Jesus went on to talk about how that person, that worker, that servant is who he identified the character as in the parable. He would be cast into outer darkness. Mm. You see, work is our worship. And the gift that we're given to leverage, to bring yield, to bring outcome, to produce The very first ingredient we're given is the most precious thing we've ever had. And that is time. So good. Time. So today I want to just talk about how to get more productive in your space. And the very first thing I want to say is what I'm learning is I must picture. Now that's where prayer, meditation, quiet time. I strongly urge every listener to prioritize herself, himself enough to know that it's in that quiet time, in that moment of allowing even subconscious to surface through prayer, through the Holy Spirit, that you will get a vision. You say, I don't know what to do. I believe that you don't know maybe the long term, but here's the part that let me give you, uh, I'm gonna confess. You know what my biggest battle is? It's not that I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do next week. I don't know how to make the mortgage next week, but I do know what to do right now. Right now, I know exactly what I should do next. My battle is I don't want to do it. (laughs) 
I, I know the people I should call. I know the work that I need to do. I even know in my, my heart when I write down my list, I know what I'm avoiding and what I need to break through. The truth is the Holy Spirit is with you. You're a believer and he is revealing to you every day and unfolding a vision. No, I don't know what this quarantine is going to look like in a week. I don't know what it's going to look like in two weeks. I have currently, I think I have 82 full-time employees today. I don't know how that payroll is going to go. I, I, I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know that we're ever going to be able to gather the way we did for a very long time. But I know what to do today. And the only place that I will ever live is in today. So, so four good. things. Number one, picture what you need to do today. Just picture it. Robin, I want, we are going to go to break, but I want to go to the next three right after the break. One thing I want to say before we move on from that first point about today, I'm doing a study on Revelation. And what you just said parallels what we were promised about the end of days. We're not yes. to know the time or the hour. Just like no. I've never thought about this quarantine. We don't know the day or the hour it's going to end. And I hate that part. But that's the very thing that I'm being prepared to understand and be able to accept that only God knows the final day of the Lord. Okay, we're going to go yes, to break. Yes. We're going to come right so back. So good, Sunny. <laughs> I know I want to hear more about that. Okay. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay, we'll be right back with more from Robin. Stay tuned. We are back with Dr. Robin Wilkerson, who has just been dropping truth bombs, theological gold on us. And so we're back to talk about her next two points on what she's learning during this stay-at-home time. So Robin, please move into the next one because the last one was so good. So if you missed it, you need to go back and watch or listen to that. Well, I'm just so happy to be here. And for listeners that are just joining us, I just want to say that they can do it. This quarantine is uh, not the end. It is maybe not even the middle. I don't know, <laughs> but it's certainly the place where God knows where you are. And uh, we were talking about some of the lessons that I'm learning in the quarantine. This is, I think this is my 45th day and uh, I haven't got the numbers exactly. You start to blur all together. And what we were talking about is when you're living in this new space that can feel like a big blur, you have to stop and ask yourself some hard questions. And for me, that's been a, a time of introspection and a time of self-awareness. And I, I would just encourage the listeners to not be uh, too afraid. Now, here's what I'm going to say. To face themselves. Being willing to step into that silence of not 10,000 people in a workplace or uh, always being with a team, but instead to be willing. And it, it really is a mind shift to be willing 
to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to look honestly at where I'm at. And what today I was talking with you about, Sunny, is how I've come so clear that time is our greatest resource on planet Earth. It is time is the currency of life. Everything is marked in our lives by time. And as I've been rolling through this quarantine that I don't know how much longer it's going to go, I don't know what's going to happen from day to day. I don't know what's going to happen with my business. I don't know all these things, but I do know, and this is the principle I wrote down today for this chat that we were going to have, is that the only place you will ever be is today. Hmm. When I get there tomorrow, I'll be in today. So getting in the now is the only place that I can truly be responsible to steward, right? Okay. And so what I've been really thinking about is how to be productive in a space that is so different. And I have to create an atmosphere where I can create something positive because the atmosphere that I create determines the product that I produce. Mm. And that's all there is to it. Yeah. It's in the atmosphere of where I am that something can come through me of quality. So we were talking about ideas that I've learned for myself right here in the quarantine. This is after, I don't know, I'm married 47 years and I've been an employer for at least 45. And these are brand new ideas that I'm actually implementing, right? You've heard that idea. If you want something new, you're going to have to do something different. Yeah. And how I kind of changed that this quarantine season was, hey, Robin, if you want to receive something different, you're going to have to make a space by doing something mm -hmm. so I can receive it. I'm in a needy spot in a quarantine. I need a lot of things in a quarantine that I haven't thought about the same way prior to now. So here it is, three keys that will help you stay productive right in the middle of this quarantine. And the first one is to picture and to have a vision of what you want to accomplish. And like I said earlier, prayer, quiet time, 15 minutes alone, that vision will appear for you. Secondly, prioritize. And this has to be the most important thing. And Sunny, you're writing a book about the idea of pursuing balance in our lives. Well, I've raised four sons. I have three amazing daughter-in-laws. I've got six grandkids. I pastor. We've done so many things over the years. Let me just share with you, you can't get balance, but you can get a productive outcome because there's mm -hmm. no such thing as balance when no. the little kids are sick with the flu can't work you, you take care of them <laughs> yeah. and when the husband has a catastrophe in some realm that he's pursuing you stop and you make yourself available for that in other words you can't 
find balance as much as you can find an equilibrium. And those aren't the same things because an equilibrium is about something that keeps us going and motivated and having the ability to have sustainable energy. So really important, prioritize and recognize that you can only do what you can do in one day. Now, here's one thing in the quarantine that's really mattered for me is to make appointments and keep them focused. And one of the things is that I'll even say to people in the middle of one of my calls or one of my coaching talks or even a staff meeting, a Zoom call, I'll say, you know, we've really only got 15 minutes here left. And I've learned that if I don't put boundaries Mm -hmm. on my time and if I don't, first of all, see it, vision it, number two, if I don't prioritize Mm -hmm. it, and then if I don't put a boundary on that activity, the whole day can run away from me. And then finally, and here's the thought, that even when you hit a lull, Even when you are uh, at the place where you think there's no more in you, that's the time to reach out. And when you reach out and you reconnect with people and you invest in them by encouraging them, honoring them, it's amazing how that energy comes back up. And with that, you're able to plan. So Mm. picture, prioritize and plan. When? Now. Now, Sunny. Today, we right? Got now. That's right. It's so good. Your your wisdom is profound. And I'm not surprised that this came to you because you will find, and I wouldn't say you're just someone to find the good in everything for sake the sake of. I want to be an optimist, but I can tell that you've you've said, God, what can I learn through this? And then he began to speak to you and then you immediately put it into practice. And of course you came up with those mind boggling things. I think the thing I've struggled with, with the quarantine is the unknown. But I love what you said about today is where I am. So here's the thing. Why am I trying to figure out the unknown (laughs) three months from now or one month? And, and, Sometimes it's shutting off the news because I'm definitely watching the news, but I'm trying to do less and less and less. But it's shutting off the news and saying, I can't hear fall 2021, January or fall right. this fall or January 2021. That's too far out. So bringing it back, not even just to this week or this month, but to today. Unreal. You're so wise. Okay. So because I know listeners are going to, and viewers are going to say, I need more of Robin Wilkerson. How do I get to learn more from her? Because we could go on for six hours, but we're going to put boundaries on your and my time. Uh, you wrote a book and it's an incredible book. I mean, I've, I've read it. I love it. I took some notes to ask you about it, but honestly, there's so much in it. We couldn't go through it today. It's called Shattering the Stained Glass Ceiling. Who is it for? What's kind of a summary of it? And then I want listeners and readers or, and viewers to be able to purchase it. So talk about your book. Okay, so my po- book is actually a coaching strategy and it's for women leaders, any kind of leader. And like I said in the other broadcast, every 
believer is a leader. And you say, well, I'm not a leader if you're listening right now. Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. Because we influence others. So our being says that we're going to influence. And the scripture says that if you're a believer, you are a priest, meaning that everything about you is done unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. And what the coaching strategy is about is it's helping, especially women, learn that there is a way to sustain momentum moving forward. We have a tendency to get stuck. And we get just in a place where, oh my goodness, I'm facing the same situation. I'm not getting any forward movement. And this is a book that lays out very clearly, and you can fill in the blank even. It's got some coaching exercises to do to help people become unstuck. Mm. We don't have to be the same. We really can overcome. And people say, does that mean I shouldn't be myself? Exactly the opposite. You want to be the best version of you. Not like anybody else, not like Pastor Sonny, not like Robin. You want to be God's best. Why? Because you're going to spend eternity with him. You're going to live forever. And you've been given the resource of you and today. So good. And those two things are the gift that God gave us that we would multiply it. Remember, every healthy thing is growing. Yeah. And so I know that every listener who's tuned in today to you, Pastor, they are committed to growing Yeah. because your ministry is about helping people break the inertia, get unstuck and get to that next, well, get up that mountain if they need to. Yeah. And this is a time where we would say, I feel stuck. So many people would say that. So everything you just said, I think is helping us to become unstuck. But yes, your book could have been titled that, Unstuck. Although I really love the title, the book cover. And uh, so people can go to your website to get it, robinwilkerson.com. And Robin is yes. with a Y. And we'll ha- yes. have that here for you. You'll see that in the in the podcast notes and the YouTube. Uh, so we want you to get that book because it really is awesome. And Robin, what I would say about you is that you are such a honor of people. And I hope that you're honored as much as you honor people. And sometimes we think about honoring people and we're like, well, yes, you, you honor people who are your seniors or you, you know, We think in context of our age or position. Of course, I honor the CEO or I honor the pastor and the first lady. And we get in that mindset. But what I've seen you and Rich do is honor people at all levels. Those beneath, meaning those who work for you, those who serve you, those who volunteer, those who just come in your space. And because of that, I hope and pray that you feel as honored by those who look up to you guys as as you deserve, because you really deserve honor. And thank you for breathing wisdom into so many people. I'm sure many people will share all of this wisdom. They'll, They'll be like, I need to not keep this to myself. This is good, good stuff. So thank you. Thanks for breathing into me today. Thank you. I love you. I had a great time. You're awesome. It was awesome. It was so good to have you. So 
Thanks for being with us for this Cheery Conversation Home Edition. This was gold. And, and next week we will have Cheery Conversation again. But I want to tell you that if you have ideas for a guest or a topic you want us to talk about, you can go to SunnyHennessy.com and you can begin that conversation with me to let me know what you have in mind, who you have in mind. But we're so grateful you are with us and Dr. Robin Wilkerson today. We'll see you next week on Cheery Conversations. Bye. Bye-bye.